0: Listening to Mike Locker on the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter, where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. Hi, my name is Mike Loughran and this is the Management Perspectives podcast. In, in this show, we're going to be discussing how companies can embrace digitization in their production processes, which can help achieve um, both cost efficiency and sustainability goals. And today I'm delighted to be joined by my guests, um, Harold Magg from Rockwell Automation and Fred Greensman from Tetra Pak. Um, gents, would you both like to introduce yourselves to the listeners, please?
1: Yes, uh, with great pleasure to be here. Harold Magg, Um, I work for Rockwell Automation in a function that we call Enterprise Accounts. So, uh, what we do in this uh, department is uh, our largest, uh, most strategic customers that are global. We have a specialized department that takes care of these as Enterprise Accounts, uh, taking care of their global needs, which is really relevant uh, for digitalization topics as a matter of fact. So, this is what we do. And uh, one of those uh, customers that's very important to us is, of course, Tetra Pak, who's joining us here today.
2: Yeah, thanks. And my name is Fred Grimsson, and I'm working for Tetra Pak, which is well known for its packaging and processing solutions. In my role, I am responsible for the business unit cheese and powder systems. And there we are driving sustainable solutions for obviously the cheese and powder uh industry the part of the food industry in, in processing. I am a company for more than 30 years now and have had quite some different positions so in the market in the central functions and therefore it's a theme that is really of high interest for for us.
0: Thanks for that. Um to, to kick us off, you know digital transformation is, is one of the factors that is driving um global economic growth. H- however, you know companies are also aware of the importance of combining um, efficiency benefits with their transformation initiatives and you know they've got to be hitting production targets or helping to streamline supply chains. Um, But as well as those benefits, they've also got considerations around sustainability and and cost um, because they've got to be competitive in their market. So Fred to kick us off, It seems that over the past year, especially, digitisation has moved on considerably and has got higher on many companies' agenda. Would you put this mainly down to the effects of the pandemic?
2: Well, obviously, the pandemic has had some effects. The shutting down of workplaces, the reliance on remote working and virtual practices have now become essential ways of working. But it's not solely because of the pandemic. Rather, the pandemic, I think, has accelerated the trend towards digitalization and and AI. Trends involving digitalization were beginning about three to four years ago. And we were already talking a lot about industry 4.0. So connectivity offers opportunities for increased production flexibility and efficiency all across the whole chain. So there are lots of opportunities to capitalize on. With this acceleration already underway, we will likely see more companies lean into this and embrace the change when uh, even the pandemic has been finally behind us. For example, we have started travel free production trials that will definitely be something we keep in the future as well as remote installations and commissioning of solutions that have had to be made due to restrictions which have given us some valuable lessons on what is possible in the future.
0: And Harold, you know, with this acceleration taking place, companies must be having to deal with increasingly large amounts of data. Are they also able to derive additional value from this data?
1: Uh, Yes, uh, absolutely. And of course it's natural when you embrace uh, digitalization that uh, managing data and then figuring out how to, to draw value from that data becomes a a much bigger factor. So, you know, companies are able to collect more and more data in larger volumes, uh, sometimes uh, even in in real time, uh, and to store this data. But in order to actually draw some value out of it, uh, you need to apply, you know, deep analysis. So today there's there's lots of tools uh, that are available for this analytical analysis. But one thing not to forget, of course, is that if you if if you think about this on, on a large scale, you can be much more efficient in how you do it rather than doing individual applications and then trying to knit them together. So you need to consider the whole end-to-end chain and the efficiencies that be, can be found in, in areas that we weren't previously looking, right? So they were kind of overlooked. Um, one example of that I, I find is when you compare... Uh, let's say one manufacturing site to another manufacturing site, maybe in another country, and you compare the same things, then you might find uh, some things being done slightly differently, even if it's the same type of production line. So those are the things that people are doing today. And of course, the challenge is to, to integrate all of that data, you know, with digital processes. Uh, we want to get the result that you want, such as tracking and tracing. We uh, want to be able to use the data as well to avoid or limit waste and to have fewer rejected products. So um, the less material wasted, uh, of course, this will you know improve the sustainability of, of any process. So manufacturers can now accumulate the data that comes from uh, digitalizing the process. But what's uh, most important is to be able to predict Uh, using that data, what's going to happen, say, in the next shift, the next day, the next month. uh, And that will allow businesses to change what they're doing and adapt and optimize their processes to get the value.
0: Hmm. And Fred, you know, how are you seeing this trend play out in the food and beverage industry?
1: Well, it's,
2: it's an important priority, especially in regards to powder manufacturers who are dealing with in my division on a daily basis we are we are talking about really large installations with raw material flows in the range of more than 100 tons an hour of expensive ingredients and especially for those products that go into the infant formula composition it's it's a rather important topic when we have so much raw material entering production you have to be sure that everything about the process is accurate for creating the high uh, the right product Otherwise, there's a significant risk of errors. Gaining control of the process through digitalization will help mitigate these risks significantly. It also assists with preserving food safety. Obviously, one of the key elements we have in our industry that can never be compromised. We are always collaborating and looking to improve the product safety, which is a key driver behind digitalization. Digitalization of processes can also help to speed up manufacturing process leading to greater throughput while also reducing rejects, which has been mentioned. So we can get greater efficiency with a reliable quality without compromising on safety on any point.
0: Absolutely key part. Now, Harold, what, what, what's your experience?
1: Yeah, like what I would like to add to what uh, Fred has just outlined is. From our perspective, as an automation supplier, then you know, the ability to simulate and emulate in advance can, can speed up um, you know, the, the, the process as well. So what we like to do there, which we find this really useful, is to create a digital twin. Using this uh, can speed up the time that it takes to generate uh, value in any given process or, or project. Uh, it allows us then to to optimize the system, so when it actually starts up running rather than having to make changes once it's up and running uh, we should have everything already all optimized because we've done it digitally offline before actually, you know, building the equipment and building the, the production line and, and this can be applied to all industries, not just food and beverage industry and, you know, the overall outcome for, for the customer is then a faster time to profit. Uh, by utilizing the application of artificial intelligence, so think about this as like in the past when we were maybe uh, designing uh, something, uh, you know, a house or or something, we would make our mistakes on paper before actually building it. We might have you know several versions of the plan, um, and in this case, what we do with the digital twin is we make our mistakes in bits and bytes, so we can correct them digitally. We can simulate, we can test it out, and then we can also optimize it. And what this does is it speeds up the whole, you know, uh, process of, of the project from start to finish. And it allows us to be sure that when we first start up the, the production line that we have the quality that we're expecting.
0: I'm Mike Locker, and you're listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. Today, I'm talking with Fred Greensman of Tetrapack and Harold Mark of Rockwell Automation, and we're discussing how best to make your case for digitalization. At the start of the podcast, I kind of mentioned that there's some other trends that, that we're seeing. So I'd like to look a little bit more detail um, at some of the sustainability goals manufacturers have been looking to achieve through digitization and, and, and the impact that they may have on manufacturing. Um, Fred, starting with Tetra Pak, have you noted any um, a significant rise in customer and consumer demands around great sustainability in, in the products they buy?
2: Oh, yes, for sure. It's It's been very no- noticeable, especially recently, customers are increasingly connecting sustainability to their own health and well-being. So after all, trends are always driven by the consumer. And now when people realize something isn't sustainable, either in terms of sourcing process or distribution, they will not choose products they believe are causing environmental issues. So it's a rather important topic Their purchasing power is what's really making a lot of companies think about the ingredients they source, how products are processed and packaged, obviously, and how they communicate this to their consumers. Tetra Pak has long been a champion of the protecting the planet mindset. Sustainability is of one of our core pillars and we set targets on carbon emission broadly as a company. But it's also important that businesses set very specific targets too. In, in our instance, we have set a science-based target as well as committing to become net zero in our own operations by 2030. So being committed to run your business in an environmentally sound and sustainable way uh, sets goals for continuous improvement wherever you can. And digitalization can help the, with this in terms of development. Sourcing, manufacturing, transportation, and continuous improvement—obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we
0: all agree. You know, on, on this on this call, that um, that being sustainable is, is is inherently desirable, but surely that has to be a cost factor to making these changes as well.
2: Well, solutions should be specifically designed to be as economical with resources as possible. Whatever it's dairy products like ice cream or cheese, food or beverages, even pet food, are all examples of products that can be processed or packaged in, in more cost-effective ways. At TetraPak, we focus on keeping the consumption of all raw materials and energy to a minimum during both manufacturing and distribution, which helps with cost efficiency, obviously. Recently, by enacting more effective digital solutions into our processes, we were able to, for example, reduce off product by 75% energy per unit of a product dropped by 9% while increasing throughput by 9%, as an example.
1: I just wanted to add to that as well that, you know, the digitalization is, is the beginning. You can't do any of this really without uh, starting by digitalizing uh, and collecting uh, important data that you can then use in artificial intelligence, like a predictive model, which is what we have, and what we see uh, customers doing to, to work towards those uh, sustainability goals is saving energy, I think, is, is obviously, you know, optimizing the energy is uh, is an obvious one, but there's also, um, you know, optimizing the, the use of water to reduce how much water is being used. That's also a, a key goal for a lot of um, <clears throat> manufacturers in, in order to be more sustainable and then re- reducing rejects so everything around quality and and you know not using as much raw materials is obviously going to going to help a lot um and then then i think that leads to the next point which is you know there's really a challenge to do two things at the same time which is you know move towards uh, sustainability goals and and meeting those targets but at the same time to keep the cost under control because you know if we uh, makes something sustainable, but it costs us two times as much, three times as much, then that's also not going to be sustainable economically and it's not going to lead to a successful product in the marketplace. So this is really the is to do both at the same time. And, you know, what's interesting about the digitalization, uh, you know, the companies that are really putting this into the forefront. Uh, they are able to um, focus on the cost at the same time because basically uh, what happens is you're able to predict in advance uh, you know, what the productivity gains are going to be and therefore how you can move towards the sustainability while at the same time you can get gains in efficiency that lead to the cost savings that then pay for that additional cost of uh, moving towards uh, a digital and sustainable process.
0: Yeah, so you're getting a, a win-win there, which is which is always a good thing. But another trend I've noticed um, in the food industry is, is, is customers are also looking for greater visibility as well as that sustainability piece.
2: Would you agree with that, Fred? Well, for today's consumers, traceability is just as important as the sustainable practice themselves. Customers, I think, are much more likely to trust a, a claim or a product if it can be definitely traced and proven so customers are seeking traceability to source especially for for raw ingredients and how a product is made and digitalization helps here too the whole chain or processes can become a lot easier to demonstrate with a simple qr code on the package for example that can be scanned by a customer to find out more here we are focusing not just on optimization of a production process but we are enabling manufacturers to engage with their consumers, say on the viability of a raw material that comes into the factories. They can see it, check it, track it and be reassured by it, all through just using their mobile phone.
1: This reassurance that Fred is speaking about is invaluable because you know, some of the products uh, that they're making, like uh, you know, powder for, for infant uh, formula and things like that, is obviously extremely sensitive, and in some cases, we can even see that there's a threat on the market of counterfeiting these products. But uh, you know, the consumer needs to also be protected, uh, that they know that what they're buying is a genuine product, and is, is up to the quality of, of, uh, of you know, a, a key global manufacturer like Tetra Pak. So. Um, the tracking and tracing is extremely uh, important. We do this through QR codes and, and uh, can involve the entire process of making something from start to finish. So we can even uh, use that tracking and tracing to go back to the level of you know which farm actually produced the milk. And in case there was any you know, problem with any of the uh, raw ingredients, that we could use the digitalization to go back and, and uh, correct anything or even catch things before they come out the other end and get even to the market, we can catch um, problems in the manufacturing process that might lead to to a problem in the end product uh, and we can stop that uh, process or or, uh, correct that process uh, online. So this is an extremely important part of the digitalization
0: yeah that's a, that's another great example of the digital thread, you know, from from the cow to the consumer and and the consumer being at the track, that approach right the way back, which which was you know not 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 easily done um two, three, four years ago. so to to round off, guys, um, if I had to ask you, what what key takeaways would you like to leave our listeners with? Fred, would you like to go first?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, from my perspective, digitalization can have far-reaching consequences that benefits all aspects of your business, not just in relation to manufacturing products. Throughput, throughout the process, we have found great value on working with experienced partners like Rockwell to combine our expertise and ability to further extend the boundaries of what's possible in processing as well as in packaging manufacturing for the whole entire food industry.
1: And Harold, what would your key takeaways be? Yeah, from my point of view and, and seeing multiple customers uh, taking a look at digitalization, it's all about getting started. Um, you know, this is still a new area, even if, uh, you know, we're further along than we were three, four years ago, that, you know, it's a bit mystifying sometimes. And uh, so, you know, f- for my message would be, you know, each moment that you're considering digitalization, but not acting on it. Then you're falling further and further behind your competitors who are doing this today. So it's an important part of remaining competitive as well. And while it may seem like there's you know enormous changes to be made all at the same time, the potential return on investment that you're that you can get, and that if you're not acting, you're you're losing today, could really uh, you know pay for for the project. And what I would. Uh, you know, challenge everyone to do is uh, you can calculate in advance what your expected gains are going to be in, in whatever area before you start the project. And you can also calculate in advance uh, the cost of the project. And, and that's the best way to identify and, and to reassure yourself that you're choosing the, the right types of projects that are going to a- achieve the goals that you need and that uh, you get over the, the hurdle of it's a bit mysterious uh, to get started. Brilliant, thanks. Well, Fred,
0: Harold, many thanks for your time today. Um, fantastic insights. Uh, and many thanks to the listener for, for joining us today. I, I hope you found it as interesting as I did. You've been listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me, Mike Lochran, on LinkedIn and Twitter where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts as this really helps the show.